that nation we back it is yours truly tj jones the host of the state of the saints podcast and if i was to tell y'all exactly why we had technical difficulties you all would think that i am the biggest moron on the face of god's green earth okay <laughs> i'm gonna tell y'all okay so you know the echo in the background that you all were hearing you know what you were hearing i actually had my cell phone charging i had my cell phone charging over by my computer and it was on youtube so it was on my channel so when you start hearing the echo it was actually my live feed from my youtube channel so yes we basically canceled an entire show for absolutely nothing because i didn't realize that my cell phone was making the echo well at least you all know i'm live <laughs> and uh thank you all for sticking with me those that is as uh you know we file back in you know i'm seeing people uh you know numbers uh going back up that was like man wasn't my finest hour who that nation was not my finest hour completely canceled the show thought i was seeing ghosts hearing ghosts um absolutely no reason whatsoever that was the dumbest thing i think i ever done and hey y'all my family so hey we all have those uh those crazy moments but back to the comments okay back to the comments Brittany said oh my god i've been waiting for this live all day tj Brittany, we've been live uh it just <laughs> we had technical difficulties yeah we had technical difficulties that's my story and i'm sticking to it <laughs> um let's throw down a little bit uh feel free to uh chime in man if you uh had a question uh you wanted me to answer it on the last uh video stream feel free to put it back in and i do that casual says don't worry bro uh, we've been waiting and i appreciate that man that's love right there you know people that are that are wait for you you know and and understand that you deal with technical issues you know i appreciate that man that i appreciate that love robert says hello everyone tj your background looks different on your computer than it does on tv um what are we talking about you talking about my background behind me or like background like somewhere else uh what are we talking about i mean i just obviously i mean i completely changed my background here you know i can see change my office layout you know so I mean, I'm I'm happy about this, man. I mean, I got some more stuff that I'm, you know, I want to put in there, but I'm excited about the way that my studio is starting to come together. Uh, that usually happens when two electronics is close by. Yeah, that's what it was. It was, <laughs> it was me talking. It was my cell phone picking up my live feed, and it was the cell phone's live feed going back into the microphone, and you know, making this this long echo. So that's what it was, man. It is crazy. But you would think that a guy who went to school in mass communications and then broadcasted wouldn't have those little hiccups like that. But hey, we all human. <laughs> uh, we patient. And I appreciate that. Uh, season didn't even start and it's already feeling special. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. You know, this is a great this is a great season. Uh, you know, the way that it's kicking off. Hopefully it, it is a good season, but the offseason has been great. Like, I don't think anybody have a problem with the offseason. Um, 
my my only issue, and I've been saying this, man, and I get back to the point that I'm trying to make. All right. My whole point is all this stuff looks good on paper. If we was playing Madden, we'll make it to the Super Bowl. If we were simulating the season, the Saints would be in the Super Bowl. But that is not the way the world works. That is not the way the NFL works. It's about putting it together. It's about gelling. It's about having chemistry. It's about having the best 53 over your opponent and also add in a little bit of luck. So as happy as I am, and I say this again, for those that just tuned in right now, as happy as I am that the Saints acquired Tyron Matthew, you have to be able to put this thing together or it is completely pointless. It's pointless. Yeah, man, I can't wait. I just knew our roster was going to get better since the draft. And it has. And it has, man. And and I, I know people have their, their reservations about the Saints draft, but there's a bunch of people that don't know the da- don't, don't know a damn thing about the Saints. Seriously. Like, they don't know anything about the Saints. Giving them C's, giving them D's. I even seen somebody give them an F. Like, those are a bunch of, those are a bunch of mainstream losers. I'm just calling for what it is. Mainstream losers who basically live, breathe, and, and try to create shock, shock value on their channels, on their networks. Because, once again, for some apparent reason, People feel like shock value is the wave. It is the only way that you can be successful in a world of sports media. I don't understand it. I I mean, what the hell has happened to real, actual, factual journalism? Whatever happened to putting the facts out there and allowing people to make their own opinion? Whatever happened to that? Maybe maybe y'all can help me out with this. It is just absolutely asinine. We all know. We all know that the Saints have needed a number two wide receiver for I don't know how long, right? And they finally got one. We know that the New Orleans Saints needed an offensive lineman to replace Teron Armstead. We all knew that. What problem is, we know they needed another linebacker. We know that they needed, uh, you know, help in the secondary. We knew they needed all these things, and the Saints addressed all of those positions and for some apparent reason, like, like, is this some type of narrative or something like that? The Saints were known for being losers. So all of a sudden, like, we got to keep this loser narrative going no matter what they do. Let Tyron Matthew would have signed with the Kansas City Chiefs or the Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles and look and see how much press this dude would have got. But, oh, he's signing with the Saints. Oh, they ain't going to be nothing. But you got Philadelphia giving these boys the benefit of the doubt. Dallas Cowboys stinking it up, giving these boys the benefit of the doubt. But Tyron Matthew, we shouldn't be excited about that because he's going to the lowly Saints. And them same teams that y'all hyping up like the Bucks and like the Packers, the Saints then waxed them boys twice. I'm talking about the Bucks and beat the brakes off the Packers week one. So what the problem is, I don't understand this, man. That is why I, I feel like that it is a responsibility. Me, as the last line of defense for true journalism, to call these boys out and just make you, everybody realize that as long as they out here 
trying to get sponsors. As long as you're listening to what they're saying, retweeting, and buying that Viagra, they'll be all right, right? This Cialis or that allergy medicine that they that they putting on your screens, right? You know what I'm saying? What they got Frank Thomas out there with what, what's that called? Nugenics. They want y'all to buy that. As long as y'all keep it locked long enough to say, man, what? Huh? What? What do you say? That is what they want, man. These boys don't know a damn thing about sports journalism. All opinionated pieces, and that's all they want to do. You got to be an absolute moron to be within the Saints organization, to be a fan of this team, and really accept the fact and think that this team deserves an F for their draft picks. You got to be insane. I'm not, <laughs> and I know you not. But hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. Can't wait to watch a live ace snatch some souls out there with them uh, sick ass routes. Me too, man. I can't wait for it. TJ, I don't know, but I'm st- I'm just not sold on Bradley Roby. Look, obviously the Saints not either. <laughs> obviously the Saints not either. First they restructured his deal and he was like kind of an alternate I mean, he was supposed to be opposite of Marshawn Lattimore. He was supposed to take the job from Paulson Adebo, but the Saints felt that he wasn't giving them what they actually made a trade for. I want people to understand this, chosen since we already at this point. The Saints gave up a third-round draft pick to the Texans, and Stephon Gilmore went away from the New England Patriots to the Carolina Panthers. For a six-round pick, are you telling me a former defensive player of the year and arguably a lot of in a lot of people's mind was one of the best, if not the best corner in all of football? He went for a six-round pick and Bradley Roby go for a three? Bradley Roby, I feel like, got better as time progressed and as it, you know, as it developed. But I feel like the Saints looking at him as being expendable. Look, they got Alante Taylor. That's, that's not a coincidence. That's not a coincidence they signed Taylor when you got Bradley Roby because I'm pretty sure in a lot of people's minds, you probably wonder to yourself, man, why would they go out here and get Alante Taylor, a guy who's going to play corner, and they got Bradley Roby and Adebo and, and Lattimore? It's because they're looking at your boy as being expendable, a guy that can probably be there for trade value. Bradley Roby, decent, right? He ain't going to knock your socks off, but I feel like he already pretty much reached his ceiling. Paulson Adebo ain't even close. I mean, look, look, the way this dude played against the Falcons in that last game of the season, as he developed, like, the Saints will be all right. As long as they stay upright, pending injury, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. But... You know, there's not there, it's not a coincidence that they they drafted Taylor in the second round. And I think we all smart enough to understand this. If you draft a guy in the second round, you expect for him to play. The first two rounds, you expect for you to have some solid starters, right? No matter what position it is. You expect that first round pick and that second round pick to be very involved in your offense or your defense. So Bradley Roby, he decent. But I feel like he reached his plateau. And especially 
since he already got a Super Bowl because we know how some of them guys, if they ain't trying to aspire to be great, if they ain't got that, that second gear, we all know when they start winning them Super Bowls and they solidify themselves, they just going to the highest bidder. I play for the Jets. I play for the Lions. How much they sell? How much they uh? How much they charge? And how much they gonna give me? That's all. I mean, you already got a Super Bowl, so you can go look back and show it to your grandkids and say, "Man, I won the Super Bowl back in 2010." You know, like you can tell them, right? But if you ain't never, I know Super Bowl, you be chasing it. So you try to find yourself trying to go to a quality team. But if you have a Super Bowl, like a guy like Malcolm Butler. Two Super Bowl championships, right? He can go out there and sign with anybody he want, right? As long as they as long as the money, right? Hey, right? you already solidified yourself. Jermaine says, Hey TJ, uh, they gave us a grade C for the draft. Man, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Preach, screw the media, F what you heard. Man. Nola versus everybody, real talk. It's always Nola versus everybody. The Saints are not part of the status quo. I keep telling people the New Orleans Saints are not a part of the status quo. I don't know why we we try to make it seem like, you know, they are. They are not. Football is about nostalgia. When the media looks at football, they look at it from a nostalgic standpoint. The great teams of yesteryear, like the Packers and the Eagles. And the, and the Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Cowboys versus the Washington Redskins in the 80s. And, and you know what I'm saying? And the Dallas Cowboys of the 70s and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Those are the teams that they focus on because they feel like those teams have a bigger fan base than most. So they feel like it's a waste of time for us to try to come up with a segment about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Unless the Jacksonville Jaguars is playing like trash and we can create some controversy by saying that Trevor Lawrence isn't the answer. But if we talk about the Dallas Cowboys, they're going to try to find a way. Belichick and the Patriots, uh, 49ers, they're going to try to find ways to get those guys in the mix, regardless if it's positive or negative, regardless if they're not worth talking about or not. The Saints aren't a part of that status quo, who that nation, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's a fact. They're not a part of the status quo. They're known for being losers. They're known for the paper bags on their head. That's why no matter how much winning the Saints do, no matter how many playoff appearances they have, no matter how many guys that they get in the draft, no matter if they have the greatest draft of all time in 2017, no matter if they beaten Tom Brady four out of the last five times they played him, no matter if they making the playoffs, winning the division four consecutive times, it does not matter because the Saints do not fit the mold of what they're trying to create on the national scale. Now, you'll have guys out here that give credit where credit is due. Shouts out to my guy, Steve Weiss jim trotter guys like that you know what I'm saying guys with some great credibility my guy you know you know you know b mac they they give good you know what i'm saying they, they they give good takes and they allow you to come up with a decision themselves they ain't trying to sway you they ain't trying to make you feel some type of way they ain't trying to give you the information to tell your homeboys at the barbershop to make you sound like the most intelligent football uh you know spokesperson in the room all I'm saying is they do not care. The Saints do not fit this mold. And as soon as we realize this, the better. I get behind this mic, folks, and I don't just be saying this stuff just to try to get some likes and some views. I, I don't. You know what I'm saying? It's just a fact. They do not have an appreciation for the greatness of the New Orleans Saints. 
no matter how many touchdowns Drew Brees threw, no matter how many playoff appearances, no matter how much winning Sean Payton did as a coach, no matter how good their defense is, no matter how great their wide receivers and Elvin Kamari is, they're all hoping and all pushing for guys like a Michael Thomas and guys like Alvin Kamara to go to bigger markets like Los Angeles and New York because they feel like, nah, that ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't the move. Tyron Matthew going to the Saints? What? Why would he want to go to the Saints when you got the Giants out there? When you got the Cowboys? When you got the Eagles? Why would you want to go to the Saints? That's their mind frame. Because to feel like they feel like the more they talk about these big market teams, the more people are going to watch and the more people are going to purchase those new genic products that they sell during the commercial break. I mean, it's just what it is, folks. As soon as we realize that, the better as we move on. TJ, I want to go to school for broadcasting. You have any tips? Uh, First off, if you want to go to school for broadcasting, it's just very, very simple. All right. Um, if you want to go to college, uh, you can major in communications or mass communications. I major in speech communications. I know y'all probably can't tell the way I talk, but I'm not playing that game. Speech communications is what I majored in. Mass communications, you know, it, it teaches you more about, you know, broadcasting styles and all that kind of stuff there. If you don't want to go to college, there is a way, right? You pick up uh, your phone, you Google radio jobs in your area, and there are always jobs where you can start out. You can start out as a part of a promotion team. You can start off in an office. You know, ways that you can get yourself in the door. You know, and then as you, you know, start to work there, you do all the right things, you rub elbows, you interact with the right people, and you'll be able to move up the ladder. Me, I went to college. And, you know, then I went to uh, grad school. Then I, uh, for a short period of time, I went to broadcasting school. And then, but besides all that, man, honestly, I just started to, like, create my own content myself. You know, I started to, like, do podcasts and start collaborating with other people. And, you know, I started to find my voice. And I had a lot of failures. A lot. A lot of like, right? There was a bunch of, bunch of uh, stuff that, you know, I tried to do, didn't pan out. But it was only until I found something I was extremely passionate about, like talking about sports and talking about the New Orleans Saints, did I find my niche. So I'll tell everybody who's trying to start a podcast, do not try to follow a person that you see. I tried to do that and it didn't work out. It wasn't until I sat back and I figured out, man, what am I good at? And what do I love to do? Thus, the State of the Saints podcast was born after a stinky performance by the Saints against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Ryan Fitzpatrick. So that would be my advice to you, man. If you don't want to go to college, you know, you there's always radio stations looking for people that can work the promotion team and, you know, continue to like to, you know, record yourself. Do, you know, do podcasts, you know, record yourself. See, you know, like see the mistakes that you make and then try to build it up from there. Because I can tell you, man, like the wave now, you don't have to go to a radio station anymore. You can actually build your following by starting your own thing. And it might stink for a little while because you're just starting out. And I'm not saying that you're going to stink. I'm just saying this in general. 
then you'll be able to build up your following man you start to look at yourself and i know it's gonna be funny because you're like man i hate watching myself i know i do but you start to critique yourself you see what you did wrong and you build yourself up so good luck to you man good luck to you ted bundy says i would take bradley robo with eli apple sorry ab any day well look ted um well of course you're not the same ted bundy that we all think <laughs> i mean he died in 87 but look i, I definitely would take bradley robo with eli apple eli apple is a scrub soft light light in the loafers if you will like eli apple counts on his mama to fight his battles for him went dark after he was talking all that noise on social media talking about he a super gremlin but he really wasn't chosen put a, a this rap out there that had over a million followers they was shared by guys like darius slay and 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 people like cj garner johnson guys who play in the league that have absolutely no respect for him it's reality man eli apple is a mama's boy and as long as this dude be a, is, is a mama's boy, he ain't never going to be nothing but what he is. A guy that gets itched on in big time moments like Cooper Cup did for him in the Super Bowl. It couldn't happen to a better dude, by the way. It couldn't happen to a better dude. Roby uh, going to be uh, for depth, but Adebo took his spot. Look, I don't think that you need to get rid of Bradley Roby. If you do, that would be a mistake. If you do, huh, man. I mean, look, there's a place for a guy like Bradley Roby. Don't get it twisted. He'll be a number one corner on some other team. So you have a guy that can play. I want I want to make this very, very clear, all right? But I don't think that the ceiling, uh, you know, the ceiling is wider and bigger than that of a Paulson Adebo. I think me, me personally, I feel like Paulson Adebo is a smarter football player than Bradley Roby is. I mean, you look at the way this dude play, the way he can identify, uh, you know, the assignment, the way that he goes up against some of the top receivers and don't back down. What really told me that this dude was for real and this dude going to be a gamer when he was lined up against Devontae Adams in the second half against the Green Bay Packers and he did not back down. Other guys would have looked, man, this Devontae Adams got starstruck, good by everybody was going to get smoked. This dude was out here going toe-to-toe with arguably the best wide receiver in football if you got a wide receiver like Devontae Adams in your face you know what I'm saying and you're not backing down from him it tells me everything I need to know about Paulson Adebo the dude is a freaking gamer and people was talking about man what about the Atlanta Falcons game what about that game what what happened why 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 did he let Cordero Patterson get past him because he's a rookie and rookies make mistakes People just want shut down, lockdown right away. If you look at this guy week after week, you've seen the improvement. But of course, some Saints fans don't think like that. Of course, the only thing that they judge a guy on is how long they lock him down. And no matter how many games they lock down their opponent, if a guy has a bad game, oh, he ain't it. I don't know how people judge cornerbacks in a who that nation, but some of you, do a terrible job at it. If anybody can really sincerely convince themselves that Paulson Adebo does not have a lot of promise and didn't play well in the 2021 season, 
I don't want to talk football with you because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Everybody's not going to be locked down, shut down. They can be fundamentally sound. And this dude is fundamentally sound and he has the potential to be a lockdown. So anybody that feels like this dude isn't a lockdown or has, does not have the potential to be a lockdown, or hell, didn't play well. You, sir, you, ma'am, need to stop talking about football and go do something else with your time. Hey, TJ, uh, you think our secretary would be just as lethal as the Legion of Boom? No. No, I do not. I do not think that the Saints secondary will be that of the legion of boom i think that anybody that feels that way is just just excited about the the, the situation which i can understand but no I, I do not um what you had with the legion of boom was something that i feel like will not be replicated not in a long time especially since every single year they change the rules to benefit the offense so the way that the Legion of Boom was actually playing, the physicality, a lot of those rules and stuff like that, they kind of changed around in order to be in favor of the offense. Now, do I think that the same secondary can be fundamentally sound, a really good secondary? Absolutely. Last season, they took really huge strides to be a really good secondary. Chris Richard, uh, Dennis Allen, uh, Ryan Nielsen, together collectively, I feel like they will have the Saints defense jelly. But do I think they're going to be the Legion of Boom? No, sir. I do not. You know, some things in life that are special. The 85 Bears, the 2000 Ravens, and the Legion of Boom's defense. Those were the special things. Now, you can try to replicate it, but I just don't, don't think that you can duplicate it. Brittany says, uh, my question is, do we want Landry? Look, I want Landry. But I ain't trying to call, I ain't trying to pay an arm and a leg for him, Brittany. You know, like it's good to have a guy like Landry in the room. It's good to have a guy like that actually, you know, playing for the team. Great route runner, has really good hands. But to me, you have Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas. They're just the same receiver, man. They run routes the same. They bought the same speed. They got the same physical ability. I just think that they're basically the same receiver. It's like you having Michael Thomas and Michael Thomas A. No disrespect to Jarvis Landry because anytime you mention a guy like Michael Thomas in, in, in your command compared to him is, is a plus. But I just think that you already have a guy like that. Now, if he's available and he's at the right price, then I say go get him. But no way, shape, or form should you go out here and try to move heaven and earth like you did for Tyron Matthew for Jarvis Landry. I just feel like the need at wide receiver and what he possessed, the Saints already have, and that's in Michael Thomas. So if, if you want to bring him in and he talking the right amount of money, by all means. But if he's out here talking about, man, I want to get paid like Stefan Diggs and, 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 you know, and, and Christian Kirk, nah, bro. even though he's better than Christian Kirk, but nah, you don't need that. Tim, thank you very much for the $10, Canadian. Uh, he says, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the first uh, Falcons game doesn't matter anymore because what he did in the second Falcons game plus Adebo is Nigerian, so that's my guy. <laughs> Rolling with the Nigerian. Shouts out to my boy Tim, man, out there in the great white north of Canada. Oh, Canada, 
our true and native land. Thank you very much for the $10, man. I, I hope I sung y'all national anthem right, Casual. I, I hope I sung it right. But shouts out to my guy, uh, Tim, man. He, he always showing showing up, coming through. I really do appreciate that, man. Really do. Uh, let's see. Bring them uh, gats out like LSU. Get the gat, get the gat, get the gats. Get the gat, get the gat. <laughs> Bring them out, man. S-O-W-F-T. Soft. <laughs> S-O-W-F-T. What I said, our home and native land, right? Okay, I hope I said that, old Canada. Our, our home and, okay. What I said, at home and native land, I hope I said that right. Well, shouts out to all my uh, Canadians out there, man. Listen to it. Yeah, bro, I'm getting uh, that Paulson Debo jersey in white 29. Let's see. TJ, do you see us uh, going after another receiver other than Landry? Uh, No, I don't. No, I, I don't. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't think they're going to uh, go after another receiver. I don't feel like you have to. Okay. They say home in, uh, in native land. Okay. Our home in native land. All right. I got to hit it again. Oh, Canada. Our home and native land. I don't want to disrespect no Canadians out there. <laughs> but shouts out to y'all man shouts out to you uh hopefully uh we find another weapon for offense uh with the undrafted free agents yeah i mean look the saints always do a good job with the undrafted free agents i think we all can agree to that right they do a really good job man finding those diamonds in the rough i mean deontay harris uh Morgas callaway Lil joy humphreys i mean you know malcolm roach shot tuttle you know, like, I mean, they always find these diamonds in a row. So they really do a good job. I don't think that that's going to be an issue. But I do want some rough riders on the team. I don't want guys wide-eyed and bushy-tailed no more, okay? Leave the Kevin Whites, leave the Traquans where they at, and get yourself somebody that's going to that's gonna be a dog, that that's feel like 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 get yourself some smoke mondays right wasn't drafted don't care like he wants literally and figuratively all the smoke does not care about what anybody thinks about him and he feels like he belongs in the national football league and a dude has to go up in there on a prove it deal that is what i want if you're not doing that i do not roll with you. I cannot, will not, shall not, I shallant roll with you. Period. It is just that simple, man. We as Saints fans, we just accept the mediocrity and the uh, and the uh, complacency and the 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 choir boys, and we just trust our team because i mean come on man i trust this team but i'm tired of watching the same old song and dance like i said i don't know how this season is going to turn out i don't know if this is going to be the greatest season in new orleans saints history or it be the biggest flop we ever seen since soul plane went to the movie theaters 
I don't know. But I do know this. I respect the effort, right? You ever heard your girl or your guy say, man, I respect the effort. It wasn't what it wasn't what I wanted exactly, but I respect the effort. I want to, I, I, I just appreciate the effort that you show. I appreciate the effort that the New Orleans Saints showing right now. That's all. I don't know if this is going to equate to Super Bowl championships or, or multiple uh, Lombardi trophies or uh, playoff appearances. I don't know. But I appreciate the aggressiveness of trying to get Alave. I appreciate them getting a guy that has a, a screw loose and Trevor, <laughs> Trevor Pitty. I appreciate them going out, getting a honey badger. I even appreciate to a, a, a certain level of them trying to aggressively go after Deshaun Watson. I'm serious, man. I can appreciate that. I appreciate the effort. Not sitting on your hands and saying, man, we're going to make the playoffs with the guys that we have. And then when it's wild card Saturday or wild card Sunday, your undrafted free agents giving you one catch for 15 yards, uh, you have to put an APB out on them because they cannot show up in big moments. I appreciate the effort by the New Orleans Saints. That's that's all I'm saying. I appreciate the effort. If you're like you're putting forward the effort, I can roll with you. I don't care. I don't care how it turns out. All I know is if you're putting forward the effort, I can roll with it. And we can go back if the Saints knock on wood, don't make the playoffs, and we can have shows like this. Like man, at least they tried to do everything they possibly can to try to bring guys in, to bring in Tyron Matthew, bring in Marcus May, right? To, to draft Olave, to move up to get him. You know, so I can respect the effort. TJ, what running back did we get or what running back do you see us bringing in? Oh, we got a running back out of Baylor, man. Uh, I want to say Abraham. I can't think of his last name, but. Uh, he's a running back out of Baylor. Uh, he's a big physical guy. I watched him play a couple of times, man, to be honest, which I, his last name escapes me. But yeah, he, he's a guy that, to me, good, good uh, blocker and pass protection, but just a little bit slow at making, you know, decisive cuts. The fight, you know what I'm saying? To choose the hole to go through, you know, in order for him to get extra yards. I feel like that's something he's going to have to work on. But he's a, he's a really good blocker for a running back. I mean, I guess, you know, going to Baylor, they throwing a ball ball around about a million times in the Big 12. I expect for you to be good at pass protection. I love how history plays out these years. Uh, we've been complaining about not drafting LSU players in 2022. We get the greatest LSU player of this generation. Oh! <laughs> I don't know about that, man. Uh, somebody out there, the quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, might have had an argument. You know, might have an argument about that one, okay? Uh, if you want to talk about last century or something like that, even that's a stretch, you know, because, I mean, how can you say that about, you know, I mean, you had, like, guy like Patrick Peterson out there, you know? Like, I don't know, man. I mean, he was good. I don't, I don't think anybody, to me, I don't think anybody would not say that Joe Burrow isn't i mean this guy won a heisman trophy for god's sake that's something that lsu players don't normally do do want a heisman so i don't know i think i i will put joe burrow ahead of him but yes he is one of the greatest lsu tigers of all time i will say of all 
you know, man, I, I know some great LSU Tigers. Uh, I want to know the wide receiver on the team. Let me ask y'all, like, let me go ahead, man. I feel like that is unfair. Make sure you hit the like button. Do you think Tyron Matthew is the greatest LSU Tiger of this generation? I mean, he's good. But, I mean, you got man, Odell, Jarvis, you know. Come on, man. Like, even Leonard. Leonard Fournette. And, I mean, them boys had some – they had some guys, man. For real. Man, they had Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew. I mean, Quan Alexander. Man, Daniel Hunter wasn't that good in college, to be honest. Well, he a better pro than he was in college, but – I mean, all these dudes, man, like, I don't know. That's tough. That's a tough one right there. Larry says, hopefully we find another weapon for the offense with these undrafted free agents. We always do, man. We always do. We always find those diamonds in the rough. Dwayne, thank you very much for the $1. All right, now we getting – I'm going to scroll down a little bit to – Said, do you think any of these undrafted wide receivers make the roster this year? Someone does every year. Of course. Of course, man. I mean, look, they're going to make, you're going to have undrafted guys that's going to make the team. There always is. So it's not like the Saints are just, be honest. Like, I know we all excited about Tyron Matthew, justifiably so, once again. But I think that we all can agree that this roster isn't. Is not fully set yet, and an undrafted free agent couldn't make the team. Still have issues at tight end. Still have issues on the offensive line. Still got issues at linebacker, right? We need depth at that. So, yeah. excuse me, get a little late. You still got room. You still got room for guys. Second year for a rookie corner reminds me of Tracy Porter started uh, taking risks and coming up big his next year. Hope the same for Paulson Adebo. As 2019-77, I'm going to be real. Paulson Adebo, to me, is a better cornerback than Tracy Porter. Tracy Porter had his moments, right? I think Tracy Porter Tracy Porter had more moments than he was good as, as a cornerback. Like, I'm being serious. Like, the interception in the NFC Championship game, the force overtime, the pick six to solidify the same Super Bowl 44 victory. He had moments, and when I look at like his is like his covering skills and all, like he left a lot to be desired. He left a lot to be desired, man. But here's the thing: like he did so many, he gave you so many great moments that it's almost blasphemous to look at his imperfections. Paulson Adebo, to me, can be a better cornerback. He possesses better cover skills. He's faster, and you know what I'm saying? He's more rangy, and he's more instinctive than Tracy Porter. Tracy Porter, like I said, he gave you great moments. So it's at this particular point, I feel like it's just blasphemous for us to even say anything about him because of what he did. You know, but hey, man, I mean, it, it is what it is. Paulson Adebo, to me, is going to be a better quarterback than Tracy Porter. N- not taking anything away from Tracy. You know, we're... we're the Saints won their first championship because of Tracy, but that still don't feel like it's almost like, hmm, let me see. Um, it's like when on Monday night football, when Jason David had two interceptions against Aaron Rodgers, like he still stinks, still not that good. Right. 
what I'm saying? He's still like arguably one of the worst cornerbacks the Saints ever had on their roster. You know, even Brandon Brown caught a pick in the end zone against Philadelphia. So I'm not comparing Tracy Porter to them and like putting them in that category, but I'm just saying a lot of times we look at guys and what they did and we we just basically put them into that huge box or put them into a box like, man, okay, you know, he gave us this moment. If we're talking about kicking, Will Lust was better than Gary Hartley. But Gary Hartley kicked three, what, three uh, 40-yard field goals in a, in a Super Bowl, kicked a 40-yard field goal, sent the Saints to the Super Bowl. So it's almost blasphemous for us to even talk about it. You know, like when, when we peel back the layers and we start like watching the complete totality of the whole situation, right? Then we start to see, eh, maybe history just been good. You know, maybe history just been good to those guys. Just like the guy right here, he says, you tripping. Why am I tripping? Why am I tripping? Because like I said, we fall in love with great moments. And when that person gave us great moments, we tend to forget about the average player that they is, that they were. Like, for example, like Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush was average. Like, would you put Reggie Bush as one of the greatest New Orleans Saints of all time? No. He gave you great moments, a couple of punt returns, the divisional round against the Arizona Cardinals, stuff like that, right? But would you say, like, be, be real, would you say that Reggie Bush was a better running back in a Saints uniform than Pierre Thomas? Would you say that Reggie Bush was a better running back and more of an offensive weapon than a Darren Sproles was in the Saints uniform. Would you say that? Would you say that he was better than Alvin Kamara is? No. But when the city was, you know, under underwater and Hurricane Katrina and people were looking for hope, the greatest, arguably the greatest college football player to ever play the game was drafted number two to the New Orleans Saints. And it meant more. So, man, like, I watched a lot of Tracy Porter, bro. I, I watched I watched a lot of Tracy Porter, man. Tracy Porter was not locked down. He was not shut down. He was fundamentally, he was average. I feel like Paulson Adebo has the capability of being above average. Like, if he stays healthy, I, man, the dude might be one of the best cornerbacks in the league. I mean, I, I, I can't say that about a Tracy Porter. He was he was good for what we had at that time. He was better than anything we had up in the in the secondary. You know, who you gonna put out there? Usama Young? Huh? Like, come on, man. Knock, knock it off. So yeah, I give him that. You think a lot of it will play more outside or in the slot? I think he's gonna do both. I think we're gonna get away from that one-dimensional wide receiver. And I love it, right? line guys up on the inside line them up on the outside watch them work so i don't think that you're going to see one dimensional guys or he's just good at taking the top off the defense i think you're going to see a guy guys full arsenal and i think that's going to be a plus uh left tackle was a day one starter absolutely jabari grill was better he was and he was average you know what I mean? like you know good you know like, I don't want people to think, like, when people say average, like, they can't play. Average is, like, mm, average is, like, 
Kadero Patterson. Like, not going to make the Hall of Fame, but when he on the field, he matters, right? You know what I'm saying? He matters. He can even, you know what I'm saying, make some great plays. Like, that. that's average to me. You know, average is like Hunter Renthrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, like good, right? Talented. But are you going to put him, like, in your top five? Probably not. So I feel like Jabari Greer is like that that in that same category, you know. I mean, definitely like one of the best cornerbacks the Saints ever had. But I mean, let's just be real. That's not saying much. It's not saying much. If you if you follow New Orleans Saints and you've been following them like for before two thousand six, that's not saying much. That's not saying much. Uh, still second or third best corner we had. Uh yeah, I get like I said, but that's not saying much. It's not saying much, man. That's <laughs> not saying much at all. It's like saying Jay Cutler was better than Ryan Leaf. Like, what are you really saying? Like, come on, man. It's like saying, I don't know, Jeff George was was better than Bubby Brister. Like, what are you saying? Like, what 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 are we comparing it to? Like the Saints for years have had guys been roasted and toasted. Like, when you look at Jabari Greer, I mean, Greer, who you comparing them to? Fred Thomas? Fred Weary? Like, what are, what are we doing? Like, what are, who are we comparing them to? Like, seriously, like, I mean, Ashley Ambrose? Like, what, what are we comparing them to? I mean, so, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Definitely top three. I think we all can agree. For the exception of guys like Ricky Jackson and, uh, you know what I'm saying, Von Johnson and Pat Swillen and guys like that, you know what I'm saying, at certain positions. When you think about 2006, guys are pretty much, you know what I'm saying, solidifying themselves as Saints greats. I mean, think about this. Okay, outside of Bushride and, yeah, outside of Bushride and Teron Armstead. Who would you put as the Saints' all-time great left tackle? Willie Rofe was a guard, right? So I guess if you're like Andrews Peter, Cesar Ruiz, then you'll have somebody to compare him to, right? Like, oh man, you ain't you not a Willie Rofe. But when you start looking like the the secondary and, and you know what I'm saying in certain positions, guys are starting to solidify themselves as Saints greats just now. Like, I would consider Marshawn Lattimore a Saints great. You know, like, that's Michael Thomas, a Saints great. Man, it's just like from, even though they had bits and pieces of greatness, I just feel like the guys from 2006 on back, the guys that that Sean Payton acquired, going to trump the legacy, and people are going to remember the legacies of these players more than guys of yesteryear. Now, you know, some of us remember these guys because we won't pat on our chest and, and talk about how long we've been a Saints fan. But these guys weren't good. Not all of them. You had a few, but not many. I, I'm, I'm just being real, man. I hope I ain't hurt nobody's feelings, but I'm just calling for like I'm just calling like I see it. I just think that we fall in love with moments. It's the reason why we had these conversations. I know this is about supposed to be about Tyron Matthew, but it's a way the conversation changed. It's like when people are talking about uh, Taysom Hill. Like, I mean, Taysom Hill, man, he the future of the New Orleans Saints. Why? Because he can truck somebody, run somebody over, 
right? Because he played with a lot of heart. Like that don't like that don't equate to success. Now, when people look back, they're gonna be like, "Man, Taysom Hill was a great player for the New Orleans Saints, right? He he left it all on the field." But would you say that Taysom Hill is the greatest saint of all time? No. We just love guys. We fall in love with them, and we reach they reach a point of almost like you know, like vanity. You know what I'm saying? Like a like an omen or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like a you know, something omnipotent, you know what I'm saying? Like something great, right? And, and they, you know, and the stories and the narratives and, you know, folk tales start to grow and all of a sudden they just the same great. You know, but that's not saying much, man. I'm just saying, it, it's not saying much. The guys that are playing from 06 on back on to be remembered more than those guys that played in the 90s. Or even in the 80s. If your name's not Jackson, Johnson, Swillin, Mills, <laughs> Rolf, <laughs> you know, like Breeze, you know what I'm saying? Even he was 06. So Joe Hohen, you know, Aaron Brooks for the wrong reasons. Ain't nobody gonna like ain't nobody checking for you. Ain't nobody checking for you. Marshall Lattimore uh turned the whole defense around. You can't convince me otherwise. Yeah, because you could do more things when you have a lockdown corner out there. Mike McKenzie. Mike McKenzie did a really good job, right? He was a solid cornerback for the New Orleans Saints, but his best days were in Green Bay. Willie Rofe was a tackle. I thought he was a guard. I thought Willie Rofe was a guard. Am I mistaken? Was Willie Rofe a guard? Uh, tackle somebody looked that up for me i may have been wrong but i, I would have swore dude was a guard that made me look that up probably was though i'm looking it up right now i want to say he probably played both yeah he played in he played uh tackle and he played guard a little bit if i'm not mistaken but Okay, but thank y'all. Okay, he was a left tackle and a right tackle. Okay, but anyway, okay. So, yeah, when you think about tackles, yeah, you think about Willie Rolfe. Thank you. I thought he played guard, man. I thought Willie Wolf was a tackle. I mean, a guard. But anyway, yeah, one of the greatest tackles of all time. So when you think about left tackle, you're thinking about, uh, you know what I'm saying, like Teron Armstead, Willie Rolfe. Right, drying bush ride, you know, they, it, it's kind of okay. Those guys solidified themselves, but when you start talking about cornerbacks, safety, stuff like that, then yeah, uh, TJ Sammy Knight, yeah, Sammy Knight. Um, but still, that's not saying that's not saying much. Like, Sammy Knight was physical, laid a hammer, laid a boom, but who are you comparing them to? Like, who, who are you comparing them to? You know, like, who, who are you comparing them to? Yeah, that's why I said, like, now we started to bring up people. Zach, like I said, from 2006 on back, <laughs> you <laughs> from 2006 on back, you're going to start talking about people. Carl Nix, you know, like, you're going to start, like, bringing, like, guys, you know what I'm saying? Like, the guys that you're talking about that you're referring to are guys that the Saints have selected 
2006 on back, those guys are going to take the place of the individuals of the 90s and the 80s. Now, you, like I said, you have a few guys that solidified themselves. <laughs> Jamal Brown, yeah. Harper, Mel, all these guys that y'all name it, all of the guys y'all name, y'all pretty much, y'all pretty much val- validating what I'm saying. You know, like all of these guys that y'all naming, those guys that have become household name and synonymous with the New Orleans Saints after 2006. Alvin is already number one running back. I still think, uh, to me, I, I think. Uh, as far as like what they meant to the team, I put Deuce there, Marcus there, and then Alvin. But Alvin gonna pass them all up. I I just think that I I think I think people just now now if I'm being real, Alvin is number one. Period. Like if we talking about like what like talent, what a like overall talent at the running back position of all time. Among Saints, him. You know what I'm saying? He the best. All right. But those other guys have the numbers. So I'm pretty sure Alvin gonna pass him up anyway. Coaster was my all-time favorite running back. Dante Stallworth. Nah. Dante Stallworth, like I said, history. You know, over the course of time, people start having revisionist history. Dante Stallworth couldn't stay on the field. He only, you know what I'm saying, can run one route. And that was like taking the top off the defense because he had that crazy 4-2 speed. He was not very good for the New Orleans Saints. Was not. He was not very good, right? I, I mean, would you put Dante Stallworth in? Now, keep in mind, folks, we ain't just throwing names out there. We're not just throwing names. What we're doing is we're basically t- saying, like, when you mention that person's name, you like, yeah, bro. Like, like Man, nobody talk about no Dante Stallworth. Nobody talk about him. You know, nobody talks about Dante Stallworth at all, right? But I want to get back to the uh, the, the statement at hand um, about uh, Tyron Matthew. Uh, you know, Tyron Matthew, man, multi-time All-Pro, made the All-Decade team, and he's going to bring something to the New Orleans Saints that I feel like even a guy like Marcus Williams or Malcolm Jenkins couldn't bring. You know, I, I think that there's a certain fire, a certain confidence. And also, you know, I, I just feel like with Tyron Matthew, when you look at this this young secondary, a lot of these guys went to high school looking up to this dude, like guys like C.J. Garner-Johnson. I'm pretty sure C.J. Garner-Johnson looked up to a guy like Tyron Matthew. It was almost like that time when Dez Bryant came on the team and when the Saints played Cincinnati after – Des Bryant tore his Achilles. People was throwing up the X. It's because people like looked up to this dude as a, as a role model, you know. Like so, Tyron Matthew to me, you know, comes in with that with that almost like this this huge level of popularity and you know what I'm saying this aura about him because all of these guys at one time or another probably was in their backyard or on the football field talking about they did something that Tyron Matthew did. And when you have a guy as young as he is that can still relate to the younger guys on the team, that is a plus. And I just like the fire and the passion. And I think that Tyron Matthew wanted to be in New Orleans. I think he waited around for New Orleans to get their ducks in a row, so to speak. 
I think that this was the place he wanted to be the whole time. There's no way that a 29-year-old, multi-time All-Pro, All-Decade player who is still in his right mind that can still play would still be out there on the street unless he wanted to call the shots. Tyron Matthew wanted to come to New Orleans, and he waited for the right time. And I just think that when the Saints couldn't get the, the, the safety out of Penn State, it was like, okay, man, I know what we're going to do. Or hell, they probably already knew what they was going to do. They probably knew they was going to get him the whole entire time. The way that the Saints drafted, they wanted this dude. And I'm happy that everything worked out. So hopefully it can work out on the field so we can really be excited about this. Tim, thank you very much. He says, you know, TJ, I think that's what's so special about the Super Bowl win. No matter how average you were, you're part of something special. And remember forever, this is why uh, you need another for this generation for real. Look, I think we need not only one for this generation. I think we need three, four of them for this generation. Look, man, there's nothing, there's nothing more magical than watching a team that you love do some good stuff like last week you know we were all excited when we watched the pelicans play against the phoenix suns and you know a lot of us you know it'd be real man suns are one seed pelicans had to do a play-in nobody really expected for the pelicans to knock off the suns but they gave them everything that they can handle and it gave us some really good moments it, it showed that you know the passion of the of alvarado and you know what i'm saying and jones and and, and mccullum and and Ingram and all these different guys, man, out there knowing that they were out, man, but they still had a lot of heart. And for that, we have an appreciation for guys like that, right? So, yes, I would love to see a, a championship come to, I mean, the city of New Orleans. I mean, I can remember when they won the Super Bowl last time. I never thought in my lifetime that the same won the Super Bowl. I never thought in a million years I would live to see the New Orleans Saints win the freaking Super Bowl ever. But it happened. And it happened. And I was so excited, man, when it did. And I would love to have that, that feeling once again. And the way that the Saints are, are working this all season, it might be a reality. Knock on wood. Yeah, that was a good play. Redskins forced a fumble touchdown. Stalwart helped the Pats almost go undefeated in 2007. Yeah, but uh, I think there was another guy on that team by the name of Randy Moss who had 23 touchdowns, more touchdown receptions than any other player in one season, breaking Jerry Rice's record. So I think he had something to do with it, but I'm not sure. Matthew is going to pick up the leadership role like no other. Look, this, I mean, Brittany, that's nice, but the Saints don't need help on leadership. You got two of the, the best leaders you could possibly have in the locker room and Demario Davis and Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan, who's been with the team going on his 12th year, and Demario Davis solidifying himself as a leader, not only on the field, but off the field and in the community. So shouts out to him, man. And also, man, you just got other guys that are on the team that are stepping up. You're seeing guys like C.D. Deuce, you know, bringing that mentality, him, you know, commanding a huddle. Even Jameis Winston, you know, Jameis Winston is a leader. You know some people may not like the guy don't know why you know but you know he he's a hell of a leader too then you got Kamara out there these are the guys that i feel that are in place 
to help the Saints be as successful as possible. And they are in a really good position. I'm talking about the organization because those guys are, are on the team. Pat Willen's son is trying out for the Saints. Well, that's great, man. Uh, Shouts out to Pat Willen, man. He was actually on State of the Saints podcast a couple weeks ago. Shouts out to him, man. He was uh, took time out of his busy schedule uh, to hit me up. I mean, well, I hit him up, you know, to talk a little bit about the team. So, man, that was that was, that was legendary right there, man. Anytime you have a, a future Hall of Famer come on your show. Jose Alvarado seemed excited about the addition of the Honey Badger. These guys are attached to the culture of the city, and I love it. Brandon, it goes back to what I say all the time here on the State of the Saints podcast. If you embrace the city of New Orleans, it will embrace you. If you don't embrace the city of New Orleans, I don't care how big your star is. I don't care how many people chant your name. I don't care how much you know money you got. They will look at you like you are nothing. Like new people in New Orleans are not impressed at who you are, where you're from, what you're riding in. People don't care, right? They only care about you respecting the city. And if you do something, it, you will forever be embedded and woven in the fabric that is the New, New Orleans community. Seriously, that's just the way it works, man. We can love you and we can hate you just as quick. We, we do not tolerate treason <laughs> of any kind, right? If you talk about the city of New Orleans, I don't look. It will never be forgotten. People are like, man, I'm so, nah, bro. You still got people out here that was talking bad about the city of New Orleans 10, 20 years ago. And guess what? It's still forget that fool. If you embrace New Orleans, it will embrace you. Seriously, that's just the way it works. Yeah, the Saints knew they were going to sign Tyron. Uh, let's see one more thing. Zion needs to get off his fat behind and play, but he will get traded away. You heard it from me. That's why they guarded his help. Wayne, I don't know what's going on. Hopefully Zion Williams should get it together. Hopefully they can, he can, he saw what the Pelicans actually did without him and he can know how much of a important role he can play. Cause I mean, they got a lot of problems, man. That's that's a team that can do some do some things. I ain't gonna say they can win the championship, but hell, you know, if Zion is all we thought he was, then they should. DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for six games for PEDs. Yeah, I heard that. It's unfortunate, but I mean, it, it explains why they decided to trade for Hollywood Brown. Look, man, the Cardinals knew this already. They knew it. And they were just trying to get their ducks in a row. That's why they decided to go out there and trade for Hollywood Brown. It's just as simple as that. You know, it well, wow. It, it just so happens that they trade for Hollywood Brown on Saturday or you know, or what's that or what's that Friday? Anyway, look, they they do all that, right? And they trade for him. I mean, they knew something. They knew something was up. They knew something was up. I don't know how uh, you can't get behind James Winston. The way he matured alone and embraced Nola, uh, Nola makes me put respect on his name. That's all we want. I respect him. I respect the hell out of him. Eli who? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Never heard of him. Junior Gallette. 
Yeah, Joey Gallet was talented in his day. You know, I know some people don't like him that much. You know, it seemed like he a little bit unhinged, a little throw it off, if you will. Uh, but he was good. You know, I, I think that, you know, he's probably mostly going to be remembered as being one of the locker room cancers of that over those years between 2014 and 2016 that almost for Drew Brees to go into retirement. You know why they're hating on Jameis? Uh, they don't uh, want the man to be the face of the Saints, win or lose. That's a good point. Look, I just think that – I don't even think that. I just think that people are sheep. You know, like I do. I just think people are sheep. I think that they believe anything people tell them. I think that people heard, hear about Javis Winston throwing a bunch of interceptions and they follow suit. There's no reason. Like, honestly, look at this world today. I don't mean to get all, you know what I'm saying, like serious and stuff, but look at this world today. People believe anything that they hear. They, they, they any, any, the bigger conspiracy, the better. You know, and they don't even realize that subconsciously, they're picking up the rhetoric that they saw on television and in articles, and they go and they feed this to the masses, and they believe this stuff in their mind because there's no way in the world. My trusted friend and colleague, well, not colleague, my trusted friend that's in the news media will lie to me about anything, right? They, they, they tell me the truth. When the whole world turn their back on me, I can tune in and watch this guy. Or watch this woman tell me like it is. People are sheep, man. If if the world says that Jameis Winston is not a good quarterback, guess what? He's not a good quarterback. If the world says that Alvin Kamara is, is not top three running back, then guess what? He's not. If the world say that the Saints aren't good enough to be in the Super Bowl, then guess what? They're not. That's just the way that it rolls, man. That's just the way that it is because people are not going to do the research they are not going to do their due diligence they're not they're going to believe what the person is saying because i ain't got no time to look up stuff myself i ain't got no time for that give it to me in this five ten minute soliloquy you know what i'm saying like give it to me tell me what it is so i can go out here and tell my guy so i can sound like the smartest guy in a freaking room or the smartest woman in a freaking room people are sheep like, how can you possibly look at a guy that put up the numbers he had before he got injured and still feel like there's not something there that you can build on? I'm not saying a dude about to go out here and win MVP. I'm not saying a dude going to go out here and win all these awards and all that kind of stuff there. But how could you possibly believe that if your biggest issue was the dude turning the ball over and he threw more touchdowns than interceptions, how can you possibly believe that's not something that you can build on? It's because society is telling you if you have a quarterback that can't throw the ball behind his back, if he can't throw the run with a no-looker, if he can't throw the ball 80 yards down the field with an 80-yard bomb, then he is useless as a quarterback. What's the first thing they start talking about with a quarterback get drafted? He doesn't have a big arm. Like, what, what, what are we doing? Hail Marys every play? If a guy could get the ball down the field 40 yards, 50 yards down the field on a, on a streak route, guess what? The dude can play. But that's what, it, that's what I'm saying. Like, they, they, they elevate and push up guys like Mahomes 
and, and, and Aaron Rodgers, guys that can throw the ball in so so many different ways and so many tight windows, and they tell you if you don't have a quarterback equivalent to this or on the same or, or, or that quarterback in general, you're not going to be good. Like if that if that's the case, then why in the world did the Los Angeles Rams win a Super Bowl last year? Because I remember people were talking about Matthew Stafford the same way they talk about Jameis. So what what's the problem? Like what are we talking about here? I say you can like people are sheep. I don't feel bad for saying that. Some people probably listen to this right now, sheep. They probably believe anything that they say. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm just telling you like it is. Some people believe anything that they hear. They believe anything they hear. And they will tell me and, and go in the comments and tell you the exact same thing that another sports pundit said verbatim. And they and they and they bringing it up and, and they they making it like it's their point of view. Sheep. I agree. Uh, you mentioned his name and you will see the of hell on, on their faces. Look, man, all I'm saying is I don't care. You got some people out here that don't know how to differentiate between what, you know, differentiate between good quarterback play or what they actually hear. And then you got some people out here that just races as hell that don't want to see a black quarterback play for the New Orleans Saints. Not saying everybody, but let's just call it for what it is. You got people out here like that. And you got people out here that's talking about Tampa Bay and can't take away what they saw out of Tampa Bay. If your Saints team is so good, like you making them out to be, if they so great, then how is it that a guy like Jameis Winston can't become a better quarterback in the Saints system? If we lean and depend and count on the Saints system in all situations, how is it that we can't feel like a guy with all the arm talent and all the ability in the world can't become a better quarterback with the New Orleans Saints? So you can't have it both ways. You can't be up here praising the New Orleans Saints for being a great franchise and making guys better and building guys up and then turn around and say, oh, this guy is not fixable because you don't like him. And maybe he didn't show what you wanted him to see. Well, he didn't show what you wanted to see in Tampa. Can't have it both ways, folks. Can't have but wait. So all I'm, I, I mean, just being real, man. P- people are sheep. It's crazy how the national media still treat Jameis like he a bum, and they will. It's just like the other day, right? I think it was like some type of simulated football league or something like that, and they couldn't wait. You know, what I'm saying to throw. You know, what I'm saying Jameis throws interception to Tyreek Hill. Like these dudes out here just throwing the football in the goal line. Dude don't care. Jameis just graduated from Florida State, man. He's just out there playing with a couple of guys that's his friends that he that he gained playing in the National Football League. But all of a sudden, here you go. He got Jameis throwing a pick six. That's the narrative, right? I mean, it's just ridiculous the way that they do these things. And, and like I said, nobody will ever shake this. Like, I mean, think about this, folks. They got people believing that Baker Mayfield can't play the quarterback position. Before this dude was drafted to, to the Cleveland Browns, these dudes didn't win a game. They didn't win a game. They won a first game on Thursday night 
And who was starting that quarterback? <laughs> Baker Mayfield. But they expect for you to be like, oh, man, he's a troublemaker. He's like, are you serious? They can do anything that they want to do. And they get off on having that type of power. Some of the most thin-skinned individuals in the world are some of the members of the national media. When somebody going at them like an athlete or something like that, they batting their eyes, look like they about to cry. Oh, I'm just doing my job. Nah, bro. You can't have it both ways. Can't be up here ishing on somebody and then all of a sudden they respond. You know, all of a sudden, like you feel you getting your feelings. No. Hey, boy, like seriously. I don't, man. I don't look. Anybody, all this stuff is about ratings, clickbait, likes, and follows. That's the way of the world now. Until he wins the division. They didn't show he threw the game winning touchdown, though. No, of course not. I can't wait to get a live in a honey badger jersey. Bucks took out Winston, won the division, but didn't beat the Saints. There's a reckoning. All I know is I'm just sick. I'm in, I'm I'm just sick and tired of people coming at me and saying all these things in, in my DMs, asking me about what such and such said. You know, man, I heard like man, these dudes don't know what the hell they're talking about. They don't. They don't. They don't know what they're talking about. Uh, it's thank you for the 499 says it's crazy that the media doesn't believe in our offensive coordinator and he was under Sean Payton and he had to play call many times before look the skepticism of Dennis Allen is justified I'm gonna say that again the 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 skepticism of Dennis Allen is justified look he ain't do much winning in his last stop as a head coach 8 and 28 and yes it was the Raiders I get it Jamarcus Russell was your quarterback yeah, but anyway, um, here's the reality. You gotta win, man. You gotta win. Like you can't be sitting around here, like okay, man. I got the honey badger for y'all. Cool, but hey, you gotta win. You gotta win, man. If you're not winning, you ain't doing nothing, nothing at all. Okay, Sean Payton did not get fired. Sean Payton did not get fired or step down due to a scandal he stepped down on his own accord and put the saints in a position where there was one game away and a 49ers loss from the playoffs anything else would be uncivilized it's playoffs a bus it's super bowl a bus okay you got to understand the assignment the assignment is success dennis allen can't afford now it's not like okay it's the jets Jets fired Robert Sala. Dennis Allen is the coach. Guess what? If you win five games, six games, that's that's something to build on. The Saints are a really good franchise. So guess what? You cannot afford to go out there playing lackluster. You cannot afford to not put this team in a position to be a Super Bowl caliber team. That is what Sean Payton had him at. And anything else is unacceptable. And I am going to hold the New Orleans Saints accountable. I don't care how I uh, sound. I don't care if people are like, I don't know about this dude. I don't care. You have to hold the Saints to the same accountability as you did when Sean Payton was the coach. The Saints didn't suck. The Saints weren't picking first in the draft. None of this. So it's different. So, man, look, 
I can understand how they feel. I do. I can understand like why they're not, you know, you know, they're not believing in him because his record as a head coach does, doesn't justify you believing in him. Peyton uh, did not leave the, the covered bear. Time to keep pushing. Exactly. That's, that was my whole point. That's my whole point. This Jameis Winston offense period going to scratch uh, your ass on a carpet if you don't like it. Look, I just think that is it's dumb and, and just, I don't know. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Why would you want this dude to fail? Like, does being right mean that much to you? Man, I, I, I told you. I, I, I told you so. I told you you weren't going to be good. Y'all was talking. Let me go out here. Let me put it on video. I told you he wasn't gonna be good. I'm about to send it to everybody so they can know how right I am. What a bunch of idiots. Why would you want the New Orleans Saints to suck? Seriously, I don't care who the quarterback is. I don't care if I had a million shows talking about one quarterback that I didn't want to start. If the Saints put him at the starter, I want him to win. All that stuff go out the window. Man, he ain't the quarterback. He ain't the answer. I'm looking at him with a 5-2 cone. I'm up there like this. Oh, you seen him flinch? He flinched. You seen him flinch? Lee flinched right there. Look, he look. He should have threw the ball away. Look, be waiting for mistakes so you can feel justified in your, your, your take. I don't care who it is. I want him to win. Period. If you don't like Jameis, why? Still, as a Saint fan, why would you want him to fail? If he fails, the team fails. That makes no sense whatsoever. You had people out here like, I'm I'm being dead serious. Would call after every show if this dude played in the Saints loss, like that game against Carolina. Waiting, lined up, like... Like trying to get food stamps in the 90s on the foot, right? Lined up like that to tell me, man, see, 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 we need to go in a different direction. See, like you feel good about this? Man, I want to win. Seriously, man, like that's all I want. I want the team to win. Getting Tyron Matthew shows me that they want to win. Getting a quarterback like Jameis Winston that that showed promise and you can build on that shows me you want to win. Getting Chris Olave in the draft shows me you want to win. But but TJ, I mean, he thirty for thirty. He threw thirty interceptions in Tampa. I mean, I I mean, thirty for thirty. The dude showed that he cut down on the turnovers. What more do you want? You know, what, what more do you want? Some some people, I just feel like they ain't never going to be satisfied. They ain't satisfied with nothing, right? Just miserable every day of their life. Just miserable. Just finding misery everywhere. I'm miserable. I want everybody else to be miserable with me. Well, I had a good day. Somebody bought me some flowers at work. Who cares? Scrap. Bring the flowers, right? Terrible. Just, just mad at the whole entire world. Just always got to find something to be mad about. Oh, my favorites. 
those that just want people to just go just to go against the grain because they feel like that's what's gonna get them where they need to be. Everybody else, man, Michael Thomas is gonna be great coming back, man. He fully healed. Michael Thomas ain't no number one receiver. He ain't never been no number one receiver. He ain't never going to be no number one. I don't know why people just talking about Michael Thomas. He still ain't going to do nothing. Like, what the hell are you talking about? But that's people, folks. That's that people, though. Just miserable. Uh, yes, bake a Mayfield. <laughs> threw a bunch of uh, exceptions as well. He threw a lot of exceptions. What, interceptions? So? That's still better than with the Cleveland Browns. Like, go ahead and put Cody Kessler out there then. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just put him out there. See what he can do. You know? Who, who else they got out there? Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah, go ahead and put him out there. Ron Deshaun. Let's put the other Ky- uh, Deshaun out there. Uh, What do they want? Andy Dalton, please. This is Winston's team. Find a way to root for him. Eh, some people are just miserable. Like I said, man, you can find something wrong. Man, people have... Man, people will find something wrong with a with a million dollar giveaway. What they doing that for? They must got some tax issues. They must trying to do it as a tax write off. Look, I don't care. Okay, I don't care. Like I said, man, people gonna find something wrong with everything. TJ, the one thing people love seeing more than you succeeding is you failing, uh, even after years of improvement. Make them feel better about their own mediocrity. Yeah, cause people miserable. That's what it is. People will hate on you, man. Like, I'm sitting up here right now. You know, I, I get hate mail all the time, man. I'm just being serious. Man, you don't know nothing about sports. I'm, I'm sitting up here doing something I love to do in my house. You know what I'm saying? In my family upstairs, my son sleep as, as the making of the show, and so is my wife. I got a damn good life. You know what I'm saying? Like, but people don't see, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just out here, you know what I'm saying, just trying to make great content. Right, but instead of you, if you feel that way about me, the five minutes that you took, type that 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 hate letter up, tell me I don't know about sports. You can easily turn around and put that type of energy into something constructive, right? But instead, that's what they don't do because misery loves company. You know, when you start seeing people hate on you or starting to, you know, what I'm saying like separate themselves from you. Just remember this, man. You're doing something right in your life. I don't care what it is. People going to hate, but let them hate. Let them hate, man. I'm serious, man. It ain't going to stop me. Like I said, it ain't going to stop the show over him. And it shouldn't stop the show anywhere. Right? So the thing about with Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston here to hate. That man ain't oblivious to that. He not, you know what I'm saying? Like the dude knows that. But he's so confident within himself. And that's what pisses a lot of people off about him. Because no matter what you say, no matter how many highlight, uh, low light reels you try to put up about him, no matter how many times you have him showing him throwing an interception, he still looks you in your face and looks you in the eyes and say, I'm one of the best quarterbacks of all time. They hate that. They want to kill your spirit. They want to kill your morale. I'm not just talking about the media. I'm talking about people in, in actual life. I'm talking to you right now. They want to kill your confidence. They want to kill your ability. They want to kill, they want to kill your fire because they can. And when they can't, 
they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do with this dude because he could get up there in front of the camera and say, I can do what your favorite quarterback can do. I can make all the throws. I'm one of the best quarterbacks in the league, regardless of if you think that or not. You know, my wife was telling me about a song that's out there with uh, Mary J. Blige called Good Morning Gorgeous. And the song basically talks about Mary J. Blige looking in the mirror and encouraging herself, calling herself gorgeous. Not nobody else doing that. Ain't nobody else calling her gorgeous. She's calling herself gorgeous. She wakes up in the morning, look at herself and says, I'm the best. And when you can do that, who can take you down? Seriously, who can take you down? Anybody else would have folded like a cheap freaking tent. But Jameis Winston, still up here, took the criticism. You know, could have easily been like, man, I was the number one overall pick. I could find a job somewhere else. Smash set behind Drew Brees. Humbly. And learn from Drew Brees to how to be a pro, how to attack the game, how to look at things. From a uh, from different you know from a different lens. Don't tell me this dude don't want to win. Don't tell me this dude don't want to be great. If you want to believe that, fine. But I don't. I don't. Guys don't do that. Guys that want to be great don't do that. Guys that don't want to be great just excited to get a paycheck. They decided to make the roster. They're excited that they can actually have a blue check mark by their name and an Instagram model can slide up in their DMs so they can have a good time on the Saturday night. Though, you know what I'm saying? Those were like my, because his fame brought him to that point. Don't tell me that this dude don't want to be great. Hey, TJ, how do you think we're going to do uh, this season coming up uh, overall? Look, I think the Saints on paper. Should be a really good football team. But I'm very skeptical because I do not look at rosters. I don't. I look at, uh, you know, there's potential there. But can it come together? Do they have the chemistry to be able to put this thing together along with the coaching? I don't know. We'll see. The fans hated on Aaron Brooks and he brought the franchise their first playoff victory. Uh, just look at how they treat Bobby Abel. They worship the man <laughs> like the Dalai Lama. Well, look, I just think that Bobby Abel, being from Louisiana, right, Cajun country, shouts out to him, shouts out to Mike Dettelier, shouts out to Coach O. I just think that, you know, he he's a native son. And not to mention, you know, he's on the air at WWL every day, right? Bobby Abel. It's the God, the, the founding father of Who That Nation. He the reason why we call it the Who That Nation. So I just think that his reputation has, you know, and then on top of that, unless you like my age, a little bit older than me, do you remember Bobby Abel playing football? No. You know what I'm saying? You just remember like the, the very charismatic, funny, witty, you know, broadcaster that he is. So it, it, I don't expect for anybody to like, man, be, you know, defecating on, on Bobby Bill. I don't, because no people probably don't even remember him playing. You know, baby, somebody in their fifties and forties. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll remember. 
But for the most part, like the, the younger generation, the ones that listen to the state of the Saints, they probably remember Aaron Brooks, right? Aaron Brooks is the guy. Aaron Brooks is the guy they remember. And then also, you have to keep in mind, Aaron Brooks was the predecessor to Drew Brees. Right? So <laughs> it's a good thing and a bad thing, right? Drew Brees came after Aaron Brooks. So everything that Aaron Brooks did, rather than was good, bad, and different, I mean, it, it Trump, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it basically takes a backseat to everything that Drew Brees does. And it's going to happen for the person that comes after Drew. So anything that they do, it ain't on the level of Drew Brees. You know, Aaron Brooks came from a history, a mediocre quarterback, right? I mean, come on, man. Who is he? Like, once again, I keep telling y'all, who is he being compared to? He Shula? Billy Joe Hovind, Billy Joe Tolliver, Todd Bowman, Jim Everett, huh? Danny Waffle. Like, what, who is he being compared to? So, I mean, come on, man. Like, I don't think it's that. You know, I just think that Drew Brees came after him. And, I mean, come on, man. A lot of people are like, man, was there any quarterback? You <laughs> know, before or after Drew Brees, you know, Drew Brees is, is the GOAT. Greatest New Orleans Saint player of all time. I believe if Sean Payton didn't give him a chance, he probably would have been at home and not in the NFL. That's how much people hate him. I agree. I agree. I agree. Hey, TJ, been a minute. Uh, what do you think of the draft and signing a hundred batch? Uh, do you think we still go after another receiver? Uh... I think the Saints may wait. If a guy goes down, they might sign somebody. Love the addition of Tyron Matthew. Didn't think it was going to happen. I just like this this new aggressive New Orleans Saints front office. I like it. Um, I'm just I'm just happy. You know, I'm happy that the guy's going to have opportunity to play for his hometown team. You can tell it means a lot to him. Uh, if you ain't rolling with Jameis Winston and New Orleans Saints, you're nothing. Says Jerry. Every single, every single video. Rather you gonna say it live, or you gonna leave it in the comments. Shouts out to Jerry, man. Thank you, man. Look, how many teams wanted him this year? If he's that, if he was that bad, um, uh, that's not a selling point. I ain't gonna lie to you, DT. If we talking about Jameis Winston, not many teams wanted him. Uh, Saints, Indianapolis Colts. Heard some whispers about the Pittsburgh Steelers, but. He didn't really have a big market. Now, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Like, I'm just saying. Like, these are the things that I heard. Like, I don't know if he had a big market or not, but, hey, man, I I think that Jameis Winston is really good. Bobby Bear. I hate – I remember him. Uh, <laughs> hope you remember that his name beginning with an H. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. Peyton left a strong foundation. Allen is ready. Uh, I like the decision so far. I gotta see it on the field. All right. Uh, it take more, it takes more than some draft picks and, and, and aggressive free agency. I need to see some winning. I mean, I look, I, I'm 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 hard to sell. I mean, I'm just being I'm being honest with y'all. I'm hard to sell. All right, you got I gotta see some winning. All right, I don't care who you got. Okay, you can have Tom Brady, Randy Moss, Aerie, 
Ray Lewis, okay? If you ain't doing no winning, that don't mean a damn thing. Uh, what do you think about the next move should the Saints, uh, let me see. What do I think about the next move should the Saints should be TJ as of now? Look, I think the Saints uh, need to put a little bit more emphasis and depth at the linebacker position. Yeah, you got some guys. You got uh, DeMarco Jackson out of Appalachian State. You got Pete Warner. But, I mean, I'm not sold on Zach Bond. I mean, of course, we know Demario Davis is great. But you still need some guys, man. So I would say the linebacker position is something that you might want to continue to look at. Unless, you know, one of those guys that you signed turned the corner and they they can play. But, I mean, I know they got Andrew Dowell. I think he had a really good – he had a really good preseason before he was uh, injured. He had to be out for the season. Uh, He was a guy that was a rookie out of Michigan State. I mean, he was going to be like a promising linebacker. He was, man, he was making plays. He was like all over the field. So I'd like to see what a guy like that can do. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. They got a, they got a lot of uh, talent. It's just the fact that we didn't see the guys. I mean, they, they play mostly in preseason, then they end up getting hurt. So we'll see if those guys can actually make that jump, being young, one year removed. Uh, Winston has lost a lot of weight and looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean, the man is serious. The man is serious about being being great. I mean, it's that's what it all comes down to. He's just serious. But I do want to mention my sponsor, man. Shouts out to Manscaped.com, the official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, make sure that you use that promo code State of Saints. Save 20% off. Uh, once again, State of Saints, save 20% off. And shouts out to everybody that's been using the Manscaped products. I've been hearing a lot of people uh, been, you know, ordering Manscaped products and been using that promo code, man. So shouts out to y'all, man. Y'all the reason why uh, Manscaped continues to renew your boy's deal after every quarter. You know what I'm saying? So thank y'all so much for, you know, supporting the State of Saints podcast and all the products. And also, man, I, I got something coming up real soon, man. I'm working uh, the particulars, um, working with a company, uh, you know, real soon. So I'm just trying to get this this stuff together and uh i i have that information for y'all real soon got some good products a line of great saints apparel uh coming your way yes linebackers have been unnoticed i would like to see more depth plus the mario not getting any younger i don't know about p warner he's a bit on the size for my like mm, i like p warner um i think that you have to keep in you got to take into consideration though brian's dead these guys are rookies, man. So they still ain't in really a grown man body yet. Like if you look at some of those like rookie pitchers when guys first got in the league, they'd be all skinny and frail, young, wide-eyed, bushy-tailed. I know that's the that's the phrase of the night, but I mean, it takes some time for those guys to grow into they, you know, into you know, their body. You know, I think about uh Marcus Davenport. You know, Marcus Davenport don't look the same he did when he was a rookie. P Warner uh Marshawn Lattimore Alvin Kamara like all these guys seem like they kind of bulked up build up themselves you know even Ryan Ramchick right so let's give these guys a chance man give them a chance that, that, that you know P1 I think he has a lot of promise and he has like really good ball instincts guarding those tight ends and running backs which I have an appreciation for uh, I'm gonna read a few more then we're gonna get up out of here Barbara says, believing in yourself is half the battle. James believes in himself, and I believe in him too. Yeah, I do. I believe in the guy. 
Will Lutz is a weapon that nobody's talking about. Uh, we missed tremendously last year. I mean, seriously, we missed them. But who talk about kickers? Like, seriously, who, who, who's sitting up here talking about kickers? Like, it's important. Don't get me wrong. Him missing was huge. But think about this, though. State of the Saints podcast. <laughs> How effective will Will Lutz be this season? Who the hell want to hear that? I barely even want to get behind a microphone and a, and a camera to talk to you about that. And I like Will Lutz. But I'm just being serious, man. Nobody cares that much about the kicker. The only time we care about the kicker is when it's fourth and three. You know what I'm saying? Do you need him to drill a 40-plus yard field goal? Nobody cares. But, yes, he is important. But not important enough to be a headliner, okay? He's not, right? I'm glad he's back, though. <laughs> I'm glad he's back. I wonder what's the most important need is on our roster consistency is the is the uh need that's what they need being consistent consistent on offense right i don't really think like here's the thing the saints on one of those teams that were just desperate need you was hurting because your number one wide receiver was down and you didn't have a number two then you know i'm saying you got the running game because you have alvin kamara and, and mark ingram and if you get another young guy up in there that can tote that mail, man, you got something. Defensively, they was good at all levels. You might need a little bit more depth at the linebacker position, but no. Yeah. Mixed extra points could be a huge. Just say, oh, yeah, look, I'm not saying that it ain't huge, but do you care about it now? Like, seriously, like, man, oh, like, I have yet, like, seriously. I have yet to hear somebody in the on, that called in or in the comments say, "Man, you know what, man? Those extra points, man. We we gonna be we gonna be kicking the field goals this year." I I ain't hear nobody say that. You know, like seriously, like <laughs> man, Will us gonna be kicking that thing this year, like. Nobody talk about that. Like, if, if Will Lutz got hurt in the season or before the season, knock on wood, I would talk about it, of course. It would be news, of course. But at the end of the day, nobody cares about kickers unless it's fourth and three. Nobody cares. A game-winning clutch situation. That's, that's the only way a, a person would care. Come on, TJ. If you talk about it, we will listen. Well, I appreciate that. But I have no interest. I have absolutely no interest. I, I'm not even going to lie. I have no interest talking about kickers. Don't care about kickers that much. I care about them only, you know, at the particular time. I'm not, I, I will, like, if, if something was to happen, you know, I will talk about it. But I'm not going to lie. That show is not going to be a headliner. You know? Yeah, but those mixed extra points definitely were huge. And I'm glad he's back. Since we went through four kickers last year, yeah, I do care about it now. Yeah, I mean, like, look, let me let me rephrase this. I care, but I don't care. Like, am I gonna am I gonna talk about Will Lutz if I have opportunity to talk about the Mario Davis or Jameis Winston or Tyron Matthews? You know, like. 
who cares? <laughs> you know, like shoot, like if it, if he stinks and he misses field goals left and right, oh yes, I would talk about it. But he ain't about to headline no show. We ain't about to headline no show. Like coming up on the State of Saints podcast where we talk to all the Saints. Will Lutz, will he kick the ball left or to the right? Find out a little bit later on the show. Like, come on, man, give me a break. Give me a break. Not happening. Uh, but I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of Saints podcast. Thank you all uh, for tuning in. Those that, uh, you know, were there during the technical difficulties and decided to come back. I really do appreciate it. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. YouTube.com, search The State of the Saints podcast. Also, Facebook.com, search The State of the Saints podcast. There's a new uh, Facebook page for the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM, a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. And uh, also hit that like button, man. If you enjoy the content, I don't ask for much. All I ask for you to do is hit that like button. Hit that like button so the State of the Saints podcast can be viewed by more viewers. I mean, that's all I need from you, okay? And for those that donated tonight, I really do appreciate it. Thank you for the love and the support and i'm looking forward to seeing what the new orleans saints look like in 2022 especially since they acquired a talented player in tyron matthew till next time all i gotta say is who that